Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Powderheads, a carpenter additive podcast. With each episode of Powderheads, we bring you the minds of industry experts and delve into topics that are defining how additive manufacturing is making an impact on our world. This episode was recorded at the Forum Next 2022 Expo in Frankfurt, Germany this past November. Our guest is Max Munch, co-founder and managing partner of Hamburg-based AM Power, a leading strategy consultancy in the AM industry. The company advises investors, startups, as well as suppliers and users of 3D printing technology and strategic decisions, due diligence investigations, and provides unique access to market intelligence. Max sits down for a discussion with Dr. Will Herbert, Director of Corporate Development at Carpenter Additive. It's a super informative exchange about the state of the AM industry. Thanks for listening and enjoy the conversation. Hi, Max. Welcome to Formex and thanks for joining us today uh, for a discussion. So let's get started with Ampower and how did you get into that? Uh, how did you form your partnership? Tell us a bit about what you're doing. Thank you, Will. Thank you for having me here. Quick introduction for myself. Max Munch is the name. I'm one of the managing partners uh, company Ampower. We are a strategy consultancy based in Hamburg, Germany. My journey has been an additive um, for the last 15 years. So I started out in university writing a math thesis on this topic on laser beam part of bed fusion. Then I stayed in university to do my PhD in part of bed fusion on residual stresses. So then uh, started with an implant manufacturer to set up production there to produce implants. So uh, knee, hip, uh, elbow, bone replacements parts. That kept me in the industry was, uh, and I'm still fascinated uh, after 15 years working with it. And in 2017, then left uh, my former employee to start Empower. So what we do today, it's an independent strategy consultancy, working additive manufacturing, and we try to help customers to understand uh, how to make the best with this technology. So you've been in a good place because uh, the joke goes that in the last few years, the only people making money in additive are the strategy consultants. But tell us a bit about your your services. Like what what do you offer? And then what I'd really like to get into today is your reports, because they're absolutely well-written and fascinating reports that really help the rest of the industry. So I want to talk about that. What we do is we provide pretty much in this highly dynamic field, we try to provide a little bit more, less complexity for our customers. So we see pretty much every other week a new technology popping up, uh, new properties. There's uh, a lot of companies that come out with products with let's say, uh, over-promising features. And we try to help uh, our customers understanding what these uh, features are actually. What we do as a service is um, we, have, we pretty much have three customers group. One is the, the users that actually use the additive manufacturing technology, help them set up, for example, regulated industries, help them to work there, help them to do training. Then we help suppliers understanding what their market positioning is. And last but not least is the market intelligence side where we help investors, startups, and, and companies simply understand how big the market is, how, how it's going to grow, and what the important technologies are. So you're saying you have different types of customer, but a typical one, are they familiar with additive and they need, they need a third party to help them yeah. sort of understand and manage through the risk, or are they more sophisticated and, and looking to outsource part of that? So my... My feeling is that more and more users today are familiar with additive manufacturing yeah. and the types of questions you get today are vastly different than what you had 10 years ago when I was still in university. So that's a very positive thing and I think that will um, continue to progress in this way with uh, more and more adoption. A good thing what you see here on the show, I think, uh, with the technology is more 
easy to adopt with um, a broader range of machines. So you get the very big machines that you get today, 12 lasers, SLM, and others like uh, Think B Plus that just recently announced a one-meter machine for bit fusion. And on the other side, we have companies that offer now low-cost machines, 50,000 US dollars uh, or euros that are affordable and that can lead to more adoption in the general industry, more adoption in general. So that's a very positive thing. And I think the, um, the general industry is much, much more informed today than a couple of years ago. And that's thanks to, in part to some of the reports that you write. And there's a lot of numbers that we see in your reports. You have lots of charts that you collect information from, sure. from the user base. In the last year or so, what are the big numbers that stood out to you? What, what's been really interesting in terms of seeing so we had, industry trends? So we had, first of all, difficult years due to Corona. But it was not only due to Corona. I think we also had a simply a saturation for Autobit Fusion. And we saw it in laser Autobit Fusion that some of the larger established machine manufacturers, they struggled over the last few years. And there's, I don't think, one large Autobit Fusion company that did not go through a complete restructuring exchange of the whole leader, leader management board that led to the growth that we have today. Today, we see continued growth around 20 to 25%, and that will continue over the next few years. Uh, very positive uh, for the industry. And that's, that's for, for the industry? For the industry, for metal in general, for metal in specific, uh, around 20 to 25% growth in the next few years. And that's that, that's and what we expect. So, excuse me, Max. And that's just, uh, just continued adoption, uh, people getting into additive, yeah. companies getting familiarized it's, with exactly. buying machines. We, we had over the last last uh, years many companies that bought the first machine, um, companies that are on the user side that are trying to get into this technology, and it simply takes time. And I think this is what people try to real or did realize now: it takes time to get this technology um, into application. There's not the big green button you just press and everything falls out and it's, it's done. You need uh, not only the printer, you need also the post-processing, you need the designers, you need to understand what you can do with the parts, you need the acceptance of the customer um, to actually run these additive manufacturing parts, so the trust into these parts, so you need all the testing as well. And this just takes time. Um, it's not a process that is done within um, just a year, especially since a lot of these parts that we see are in high-value market, so um, highly regulated um, aviation in, in medical, for example, and these development cycles are several years. And this is just a question of time to when this technology continues. You have to say that 20% growth rate, it's a, it's a very high growth rate that hardly any other industry has. So we are still in a niche industry, but it continues to grow very fast. And when, you know, when does that saturate? Will you see that for the next few years really continuing as, as it's I've, been? I've not seen any saturation at all. I don't think there's a level where you say this is now, it's not going to continue further because we still see a lot of progress on the technology side, a lot of development. Um, we see uh, machines that uh, produce cheaper parts that are becoming more costly over the years. This will lead to new applications. We see larger machines um, that enable new applications in energy and space, for example. This is, I think, uh, something that you, that you see very much in additive now because it's so much attraction in this field. Um, we also see new materials being developed specifically for additive manufacturing that will again lead to new applications. So I don't see an end today 
uh, where this technology will lead to a lower growth rate. But still not fully tapped into all yeah. the potential applications here. And what, what about for the investors, Max? Because you clearly they're interested and attracted by this 25% growth rate. But you could almost say if you look back historically, we're kind of in the third wave of, of cyclical value creation, value destruction, and additive. Are the investors still bullish? Are they still active? And, and what's, what's drawing them to the industry? I think point? there's definitely some, some more reservation towards additive manufacturing and investments, simply because um, over the last years, uh, the numbers that were put out were just too high. The numbers that we've seen in the industry five to ten years ago that were promised, this did not come true. Yeah. And this led to um, the reservation that we have today where companies uh, that want to invest or investors that want to invest in the companies, um, they take a closer look on what the actual potential is. And the potential is there, but it's not a scaling um, that is that is uh, as fast as promised in the last years. It simply takes time um, that will lead to these aforementioned growth rates, but not um, have growth rates that are similar to software. We had the pandemic, of course. and you're saying that the absolute number that the investors were looking for in terms of industry metrics yeah. are there. It's just the timeline stretches if you, again from, from the early expectation. If you look at the companies today on the stock market, their stock valuation, there was definitely in 2013, I believe, the bubble where these numbers were just uh, inflated. Yeah. And that went down and is now towards a level where actually these companies have to reach uh, their profitability and actually make it worth be valued at. Yeah. And this is this is now I think reaching this healthy level, overcoming the over promises we had. Yeah. So you also report on the venture space within additive sure. correct. And so obviously in, in the economic environment we're in right now, it's changed dramatically from two years ago when all these these fact events were happening yeah. and they, people were taking companies public at a very, very early stage. You know, now, what, I think two questions. One is, uh, what sort of trends are you seeing in early stage investment? What sort of technologies are people interested in? And then secondly, is it harder for some of these founders to be raising capital in this environment that we have right now? So, first of all, the investors take a closer look, in my opinion. They are looking and trying to understand more where the actual business case and the killer applications are for so They're not simply investing because it's 3D printing. I think that time is over. Yeah. Uh, investors are now taking a closer look. And finding an investor, the other side, for a startup is getting a bit more difficult. But certainly if you have a good solution, a solution to an actual problem that you, that you have in industry where you provide a product or service, then you will continue to find an investor. I don't see... I don't see uh, uh, general changes. And and what sort of themes is it? Are we going more software related, or is it still a lot of early stage work in the machine technology, like we've seen over the last five years or so? Uh, I think it's still a very good mix. Um, software is definitely increasing the service uh, services and solutions that we see in the common market, which is a very good thing. Uh, the whole software chain has to has to develop further. Um, we have to be able to get the CAD design into the machines, um, especially if we talk about DED. So there's still, I think, much progress there. Uh, simulation software is continuing to increase. Uh, the whole metrology and testing is a very good thing. Uh, but this is software. 
and we'll continue to grow. Same with uh, machine technology. We see advancements. Um, we see new inventions coming to the market uh, that will, that will as, a, as I said before, lead to more cost-efficient applications. So it's, it's day number one for Next, which just opened a few hours ago. What are you excited about this week? What are you going to go and visit? And besides the gin and tonic event that we're going to have later, what are the big highlights for you? Um, so I'm looking forward to, first of all, see uh, the introduction of the biological systems, the GE and HP, what they will show here. So I think that's a very big thing people have been waiting for. Because this year is the GE launch, is that right, of the biology machine? Uh, I believe this was, uh, this was launched, at least made public. I'm not sure what it's going to be actually. Yeah. Walking through the hall, I've not seen that much uh, in detail, but I've seen a lot of um, the Asian companies now having bigger representation, so that is interesting. I see we will need or we see more competition on the Western markets from these, let's say, Asian companies, um, machine manufacturers, maybe also material uh, supplies. So interesting to see if the customer will accept this. And uh, something I've seen last year, what I was uh, amazed about was the whole um, development of polymer additive manufacturing uh, concerning the uh, pallet-based material extrusion. So printing very large parts cost-efficiently is something that I'm looking forward to see what has been happening. Fantastic. Well, there's lots to see the show, and I, I look forward as well to the uh, Empower event later this evening. Thank Thanks much. very much for joining us. Thank you, Will. Thanks very much to Max Munch from AM Power for joining us on Powderheads amongst the busy days of the Form Next 2022 conference. If you have questions or comments about what we discussed in this podcast of Powderheads, send them to powderheads at carpenteradditive.com or visit our podcast page at www.carpenteradditive.com slash powderheads. We continue to build an archive of all our interviews there, as well as additional material that provides insight and perspective on modern-day additive manufacturing. Powderheads is managed by Carpenter Additive and its parent company, Carpenter Technology, a global leader in specialty alloys for over 130 years. Our goal is to help customers solve their most challenging material and process problems. Learn more at carpentertechnology.com. Thanks again for listening and keep building.